You're listening to the Shed Some Light Podcast, where the beers are kept cold and the conversation is always flowing. Coming to you live, it's Michael and Jack. Sit back, relax, and grab a cold one. It's time to get started. Shed Some Light, episode 201, coming to you on a Friday. Going to be a short episode today, but we figured we, since we didn't get one out the rest of this week, needed to put something out. So hopefully everyone's week has been fantastic. Thank you to everyone who turned in, tuned in, not turned in, tuned in to episode 200. We got some great feedback on that, so thank you, thank you, thank you. On today's show, we're going to be talking sports. More sports at 7. <laughs> So let's see. I'm going to go with like the most obscure first. The White Sox actually have odds to potentially land Aaron Judge. On the table, baby. <laughs> They're living exactly where the White Sox fucking live. Like there's a chance it could happen. It's not a big chance. But I mean like this, it's the, the, like, again, it's just the most White Sox thing of all time. To be like, yeah, fucking they're in. Sure, maybe. And then it's like, but every, like, I feel like it's it's the, like, the national media being like, yeah, they have a shot. And then every single White Sox fan is like, you guys are a bunch of fucking idiots if you think the White Sox have any chance of getting Aaron Judge. Oh, yeah. I, I told you, I'm, I, I, I saw that today and I, it didn't even remotely, like, raise my spirits. Oh, no. It wasn't even like, oh, look at this. Like, we actually we actually might have a shot. It was like, oh, no, we still don't have a fucking and shot. It's, and it's not like me telling myself either, like, oh, don't get your hopes up. Like, there's just no hope to even get up. Yeah. I know that it's not going to happen. Yeah. And, like, uh, there are some White Sox fans on Twitter that I've seen being like, maybe with the new manager, like, oh, that, the manager doesn't fucking matter. No, it doesn't matter. Not going to Like, happen. unless you grew up a White Sox fan, you're not coming like he's not coming and yeah. he didn't he grew up in san francisco he's probably going to the giants oh i didn't know that yeah i don't follow up, baseball grew up in cali the the giants were i don't know if you saw they were the the favorites to land him so he's he's just probably going back to san francisco nice better than the yankees that is true Fuck i could i could root for him then Fuck the Yankees. And, speaking of baseball, fuck the Yankees. See you later, bitches. Swept. Get the brooms out. Yeah, so we got a we got a Phillies-Astros. Uh, Let's go. Phillies, Team of Destiny. World Series, so I have to root for the Phillies. Team of Destiny, dude. They are the Team of Destiny. You're not allowed to root for the Astros. Anyone. Unless yeah. you're from Houston. Even then, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't be from there. <laughs> yeah, just don't be from Houston. <laughs> Fuck you for from Houston. Um, no, dude, Phillies, team of destiny. Did I did I say that I was thinking about declaring them the team of destiny on the last episode? I thought that they were officially declared. I said I said if they go up. Oh no, I said if I go up, if they go up two one, then I will declare them the team of destiny, and they did. So team of destiny deemed deemed. I mean, like the Bryce Harper two run bomb to beat the the Padres in in game five, like, you can't tell me that's not Team of Destiny. 
I mean, that's the team of destiny right there, baby. <laughs> Just keep saying it. I said it last year with the Braves, dude. I'll buy a fucking Phillies 2022 fucking World Series champ shirt if they win. I swear to God. That'll be back-to-back team of destinies <laughs> that I've deemed. <laughs> the deem streak. Yeah, fucking dude. That's pretty I, good. You, you better hope. If, if the Phillies win next year, you better hope I deem your team the team of destiny, let me tell you. <laughs> the, it's unfortunate, though, that you can't do the deeming earlier in the season. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, you kind of, like, you got to look for a couple things. Right, right. You need the outside circumstances to happen in order to be deemed the team of destiny. But, like, it would be a lot funnier if, like, just, like, at the beginning of the year, you're like, boom, that's the team Team of destiny. (laughs) Then they won. No, no, no. Because, like, a team team like the Astros or a team like the Yankees, they can't be the team of destiny. Yeah. The team of destiny needs, like... It's like a David versus Goliath type of like story, right? Like they're like they're they fighting have to adversity. Things, yeah. Speaking of that, so you know how like every team kind of has their like theme song. Yeah. Have you seen the Phillies? I'm me. No. No. So it's it's Dancing on My Own by Callum Scott, which is like a slow, like methodical song. Okay. But the but like the, um the like the chorus of it is like the the it's like you're in the corner blah 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 and i'm still dancing on my own and it's because it's like they thought that like nobody believed in them so they're dancing by themselves when they went to the playoffs and i'm like the meaning dude yeah i was like fuck yes dude like you can't have that song like i'll play for you after the show because it's like like i said slow methodical but it's like if you listen to the lyrics it's like oh dude these guys are ready to run through a fucking brick wall when they listen to this song no i'm sure it's a great song but is it up there with 2005 don't stop believing no 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 no, no. it's not like that but that but that wasn't i feel like that wasn't the song till after they won correct i mean i wasn't i wasn't i was deep deep into into it it, yeah yeah. i was too young for that but (laughs) uh eight-year-old me was fucking not into twitter at that time right Right. But uh, that felt like kind of like the after the the thing was like that was the song that you were playing. Yeah. Um, but this is like I feel like people recently have had like the the team song that yeah. you listen to. Dude, they they the when theme they song the team yeah, song team song. They were there was a video of them in the locker room after they won the NLCS like blaring it and the whole team was singing it and I was like, it's so funny because they're like all jumping around like spraying beer in the air and it's like legit like you you like slow dance to the song yeah and they're like going fucking nuts <laughs> to it and i'm like dude hell yeah nice nice also by the way i was listening to some throwback hits the other day as i do uh whenever notre dame wins a national title i already got the montage song okay uh hall of fame by like will i am in the script standing in a hall of fame, fame. <laughs> yeah dude that is a <laughs> no, sick song it's gotta be something more epic than no, that. no dude no 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 no. that song is so epic i don't that know that song is like that song is like dude like top top two and it ain't number two i'll tell you that <laughs> i'm gonna have to re-listen to that i haven't heard i got i got i got you i got you two songs after this episode and let me tell you okay you'll be like all right damn both of these songs slap okay but shout out to the phillies dude team of destiny shout fuck out. the astros if they win, that would be so fucking cool. The Phillies. Yeah. Yeah. 
That'd be sick, dude. <laughs> okay, moving on to some football talk. Well, do we want to talk other random sports before we get to football? Other random sports first. Just kidding. Yes. Uh, are the Blackhawks kind of good? <laughs> Four-game win streak? Really? Yeah. How many games into the NHL season? I think we? I think they're like six. I think they're like four and two. Wow. <laughs> they're like, they're like, holy shit, dude. You guys are, were like supposed to be tanking this year, and you guys are like kind of good. They're losing at the time of recording this. They they lose. They start losing every game, and then they were just like, ah, fuck it. We'll win this one. So, like, shout out to the Blackhawks. I know you're not good. I know this is like one of those ones where it's like, everyone's like, wow, look at the hot start from the Blackhawks, and then we're going to lose like... 10 straight or some yeah. shit like that and be like exactly how we were supposed to be but like team of destiny <laughs> <laughs> the black you heard it here first the blackhawks team of destiny It'd i'm be like to, the miracle on ice 2.0 i'm trying to think of the last time that i sat down to watch a hockey game it's had to have been i watched the highlights they're mm-hmm. on too late yeah and they don't get me going like late night college football. Yeah. But shout out to the Blackhawks. Let's go. Let's go. Had a boy. All right. Um, Bulls. Not, I was about to say seeing a lot of red. Three and three, I think. If I or three and three or three and two, one of the two. But started off one nil. Yeah. Doubles. <laughs> Doubles. Doubles. I listen. I'm liking what I'm seeing from most of the team. Yeah. I like Andre Drummond a lot. Okay. Okay. Patrick Williams has been uh, very underwhelming. Mm-hmm. I was, like, hearing a lot of good things about him in the offseason, and then he just, like, hasn't really done anything so far. But I, I'm i slightly concerned about Zach Levine. Because? Uh, I mean, he's missed the first couple of games with "quote unquote" load management for his knee. If you're load missing, management? if you're well, missing five games the, into the year, for, dude, he missed the that was the that was the diagnosis for the first game of the year. No, I swear you to can't God, do that. Load management for his knee. It was the first game of the year. That was what he was out with. It was like, okay, dude, That's your knee's good. fucked if you're doing load management the first game of the year. That's not good. So, oh, Blackhawks came back and tied it. <laughs> Told you, team of destiny. Um, I don't even yeah. know how to say that guy's name. So, I mean, that's that's tough. It's tough to have load management your first game of the year. Yeah, that's a bad look. Demar D Rosen. He dude, he's doing what he does. Yep, he's doing what he does. So, did you did you ever hear the podcast clip with him about the team offering him a vet minimum? Uh, no, I did not hear that. So the year the Bulls signed him, when he was a free agent that year, he said that there was a team that offered him a vet minimum. And he was like, I was so pissed off that that was what they offered me. They thought I was like, I was that washed. Yeah. That he was like, I I like tried so much harder when I played them. And he, they asked him, they were like, you, like will you say the team? And he was like, no, 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 I'm not going to say the team. He was like, but you, you, could, you can tell. And they, some guy went back and like looked at all the stats, and it was only two games that he played against them. But the consensus is it was the Clippers. Because when he played the Clippers, he averaged in the two games 35 points, 12 rebounds, and 9 assists. 
against them. And I was like, dude, I love the fact that the Mars like fuck these motherfuckers for offering me a vet. Yeah, that's in. good. I like that. Like lick my nuts, dude. I'm gonna drop thirty five, average thirty five against you guys. Like suck it, dude. Demar has shot up my list of favorite bulls. Oh, hundred percent. Like he's high up there. Hey, dude, so is Io. Yes. I love yes, Io. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Love Io. And I mean, the best announcer in the game, Stacey King. Oh yeah. Io Dos Trace, come on. <laughs> That's just so good. He's elite, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly honestly, this Bulls team has like and maybe this is just like they're they're like newer. But, like, they have a lot of, like, my favorite Bulls. Yeah, they're a fun team to rally behind. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Alex Caruso, Io, I like Levine. Again, I'll stick by my comments that he's not going to be the number one guy <laughs> on a championship team. Damar. Damar. Vooch, give or take. Kobe. Give or take. It's basically Io, AC, and Damar. And Lonzo when he's not hurt for the entire fucking year and a half that he's been on the Bulls. You know what you and the uh, listeners probably haven't heard in a while? Nikolovic. <laughs> he this is a this is a big year for him because I feel like he is. I'll be honest with you. I feel like he's slightly overrated. Yeah. So he needs to prove that he's not overrated. I would have to agree. Come on, Nikola Vucevic. Need you. Need you this year. I think the Bulls can make a run. Things come together. People stop being injured. Potential team of destiny vibes. Yeah, dude, they do. Dude, if Lonzo comes back, if Lonzo's healthy for the playoffs, I will deem them the team of destiny. I swear to God. Yeah, dude. He's coming home. But he's not coming home. I know. He's just coming coming back. Coming home is like... If the Bulls sign like D Rose right now, yeah, yeah, dude, that would be a sick fucking montage. <laughs> I hope they do it just for the fucking montage. They're gonna. Like, I want D Rose to retire. A bull. I was gonna say they're gonna sign him so that he can retire as a bull. But he's. I mean, I know he's not retiring. Soon. No, right, 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 right. Dude, fuck. I would give my ACL for for Derrick Rose. Yeah, I swear, I got. We've it. talked about that. We've talked about that. Do you have anything um, Bears related? They traded Robert Quinn. Yeah. See, Roquan Smith, like, teared up Cried. because of that. Yeah. Um, I know immediately when we were talking about this, thought it was a bad move. I don't think it's a bad move. I actually think it's a good move. I'm disappointed in what they got back. Okay. I'm also not. Okay. Explain. And I'll tell you why. Uh, this team is clearly rebuilding. Yes. We're not contending for shit this year. Correct. Uh, Robert Quinn had a great previous season. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's 32. Mm-hmm. Uh, out of the edge rushers, do you want me to, in the entire NFL, would you like me to rank him? Sure. Out of 116, you want to know where he ranks? Let me guess. 92. 109. Oof. He has the total this season. We are what the the Bears are three and four, three and three, somewhere around there. Uh, he has one sack and six tackles. Nice, but he broke the record last year. Yep, but what it does is move money 
off your books. I heard, though, that the Bears were eating a lot of his salary. It, but you still move money off the books. And next, coming into next year, you have a literal fuck ton of cap space. So they're trying to clear the books as much as they can to sign as many people as they can. Mm. So they're, they're st- I think this is the first year where they actually like have draft picks again. Nice. And we haven't like traded them away. So like it, it Jackson it, Smith and Jigba. Well, okay, so this is also the funny part where it's like the Bears are going to do what the Bears are going to do and we're probably going to end up fucking 6-6 six and six or whatever and get like the fucking 15th pick and, again, not make a difference. So as much as I like to see the Bears win, kind of hope they lose a lot <laughs> uh, so we at least get a good draft pick. Sure. Plus sign a bunch of people in the offseason who are free agents and proven good players which is the whole goal of getting Robert Quinn off the team to free up cap space to sign those players. So, like, sure, is the trade on face value, like, Robert Quinn for, what, Blackhawks score? Hawks take the lead, baby. Dude, I told you, the team of <laughs> destiny. Um, like, is the trade on face value, like, Robert Quinn for a fourth-round pick, face value bad? Sure, you can argue that. However, if you look like a little bit deeper and you're like, oh, they're clearing up a ton of cap space. He's 32. He hasn't done shit this year. Like, might as well take a chance on one of these younger guys who might be good and get more cap space. Yeah, I'll take that. That's fair. I like the silver lining look. You know, I got to do a little. I got to do a little scouting. <laughs> got to do a little deep dive. Big time. Okay, uh, moving on. Wrapping up our sports segment with some Notre Dame football talk. I'll be honest with you. This week has been crazy busy for me. So my uh, Syracuse analysis as of this point in time is not good. I'll be honest with you. I have no idea what to think about this game because I don't know if both teams are good or, or, or if both teams are shit. Like Notre Dame has proven to be either very good or very bad. And then like Syracuse goes out and puts up a great half against Clemson. And then gets just shut out in the second half. Like, they scored 21 in what? A quarter and a half? And then didn't score the rest of the game? Yeah. But then also, they're beating Purdue in overtime at home. So it's like, well, fucking how are you putting up 21 against Clemson and then barely beating Purdue? I, um, I was having a conversation earlier in the week, and I was telling someone that, like, it legitimately... Anything, almost anything that can happen in Saturday's game would not surprise me. Oh, 100%. Syracuse could blow out Notre Dame. Notre Dame could blow out Syracuse. This game could go into quadruple overtime. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Like, that. I, that's like, I and, and I know. And none of those outcomes would shock me. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Like, I just, I, like, it's gonna sound bad because i have no thoughts or like no input on the game but like i just genuinely don't know what to think it's gonna depend obviously it's gonna depend on what notre dame team comes out yeah the positive spin if we're going back to the uh robert quinn silver lining here or one of shed some lights isaiah foskies to the game how you doing (laughs) uh notre dame has seemed to play to the, the potential of the team level yeah. of the team that they're playing. Mm-hmm. They played really good against Ohio State. 
North Carolina, BYU. They played trash bags against Marshall, Stanford, and UNLV. The three best opponents they've played, they've played well. The three worst opponents they've played, they've played terrible. Syracuse, I'm going to put out of those two categories, they're a good team. So therefore, Notre Dame should play well. Will that happen? Absolutely no idea. Will we have a non-vanilla offense? Absolutely no idea. Will we continue to run Chris Tyree up the middle even though he's our fastest running back? Probably. You want to know also something that's crazy? Uh, We play way better away from home. Yes. Like, so positive for us. Right. Which is crazy. Yeah, I don't get it. There's a lot of things I don't get. There's a lot of questions that I have about this football team that you go into Saturday, like, you're, like, looking for the answers, and then you just come out with even more questions. Yeah. Well, the the, the thing is, like, I feel like the mentality when we play, like, in Ohio State or somebody like that, and this is, I guess, the problem with Notre Dame, when we play in Ohio State or, like, a good team, I feel like the mentality that we have going into that game is a fuck it, we have nothing to lose mentality. And it's like, that's when we play our best, is when we have that fuck it, nothing to lose mentality. And then when we play a shitty team like Stanford and Marshall and UNLV, we play with the, uh, we have everything to lose mentality. Right. And that shouldn't, yeah. And that shouldn't be the case. We should be going into every game with a fuck it, we have nothing to lose mentality. I agree. So Tommy Reese. Whip out the old nutsack and drop it on Syracuse. <laughs> How about that? Have you seen the the line changes in the spread? No. It uh it opened up Notre Dame was a three point favorite, and as of Thursday, so yesterday, as you're listening to this, Notre Dame is a two and a half point underdog. But that's probably just people betting on Notre Dame. Like the line will change depending on how many people are betting one way. Right, but it's got to be pretty significant. Yeah. It's a full six-point swing. Yeah. But also, that's what? that Because isn't it if you play at home, you get a three-point? So right. that's just bumped it back to neutral. But that means that Vegas thought that Notre Dame was a touchdown better to open it up. Yeah. That's fair. Ish. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> I'll fucking know. Dude, I feel like I feel like betting on Notre Dame football this year is like taking all of your money when you go to Vegas and just putting it on black. Yeah, like, like fuck it, see what happens. You got a chance that you're coming out of there just like, dude, check me out, or you got a chance like, fuck, I can't even afford my house anymore. Yeah, <laughs> you don't know. Yeah, who? Okay, but I know I know you haven't done a lot of like Syracuse background research. Notre Dame, though, who would you say is your Isaiah Foskey to the game? Like, who has to have a good game? Oh, don't you mean my Xavier Watts X Factor? No, I'm going. Ex- <laughs> I am sticking with my Isaiah Foskeys to the game. So, who needs to have a good game? Yeah. Um, give me, give me like one or two on offense, one or two on defense. Okay, on offense, obviously Drew Pine. Okay, but that, like no shit. You're a quarterback. You have a bad game as a quarterback. You're not going to win a game. Um, I'm, I'm saying, like, who is say, Drew Pine throwing to? Oh, uh, Lorenzo Styles is going to break out of his funk. He's been um, struggling. Quiet. But struggling. Like, even his body language isn't very good. And uh, 
I haven't heard anything about practice this week, but I'm just in my mind. I'm just picturing him just like doing sick things. Yeah, doing. Sweet. He's gonna be have a wicked game this yeah. weekend. So Lorenzo Styles, I'm gonna go with, and uh, I think. Uh, mm, I'm between two for my other one. I'm gonna go Audric Estime gets his head right because he's had three fumbles now in the last four games, and uh, he's gonna get back to his his ways. If you want to go a little bit more off the books, off the records, uh, I'm going to go with like a Holden Stays, maybe, tight end. All right, you want you want to hear my X Factor? You I mean, want to hear obviously, who I... Obviously, you can throw Michael Mayer in the Drew Pine sure, category. Sure, sure, like. sure, yeah. He, he's just always going to be there. Yeah. You want to hear mine? Mm-hmm. I think it's finally his time. Tobias. Yes, sir, baby. Think he's, I think he's getting the second tutty this this game. I think he's having like eighty plus eighty to hundred receiving yards. Let's like go. I think that I think they're gonna put him in and first play they're gonna run him as a decoy, right? So he's gonna be blocking on the outside doing some shit, and then second play they're gonna run the exact same thing. They're gonna be like, "Yo, Tobias, shed that block and get going," and then he's gonna fucking uh, tutties all day, baby. Okay, I'm going with my boy Tobias. I like it. And then defense again. This will be this is this one's gonna be. I I got two. One of them is is like right there in like the Lorenzo Styles category. Yeah. One of them is in my Tobias category. Okay. Uh, both are linebackers. I know exactly who you're gonna pick. Prince Kali and Jalen Sneed, baby. That okay. that's who I'm going with. Okay. Those are those are my guys. I'm thinking they got big games coming up, baby. I like that. I think Jalen Sneed's coming in there. And I think Jalen Sneed's gonna get in there and be like he's he's gonna be the guy that Irish fans are gonna be like, Holy shit, why hasn't this guy played? Yeah, I hope so. Like that's what I imagine him coming in. I imagine him coming in and being like just fucking leveling people, like hitting gaps and being like everyone's gonna be like, dude, where the fuck did this guy come from? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then quickly realize, oh holy shit, he was like the number two linebacker in the nation. Right. Like he's very fucking good. I'm gonna speak this into existence. Uh, J D Bertrand is not going to have a play that could be called targeting. <laughs> not going to have a play because right. I mean he almost picked up his third one on the year last week and I feel like he's at the point where if he gets called for that again he's just not going to know how to tackle because like he that's just going to be in the back of your mind the whole time he should like if he gets card, called for it again at one point he should just like like flying x at somebody <laughs> like not even like bow the head just like like body slam yeah. but just going sideways instead of down yeah like just be like all right sorry not to hit you at all like running at you right 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 um and then i'm also gonna go with a mm, i'm between two do we want uh i'm going with a with a brandon joseph interception i went with that the other week i was between him and cam hart I'm going Brandon Joseph. Well, okay, so I'm just going to follow in my footstep, my own footsteps of going out in the ordinary. Give my boy, what's his name, Jaden McKinney? Mickey. Jaden Mickey. Going Jaden Mickey interception. Okay. And BMO's going to lock him down. BMO's going to lock some kids down. I'm going, I'm, going, I'm going with the newbies, dude. I'm going with the wild cards, yeah, dude. Give nice. me all of them. Nice. Give me all of them. 
Okay. I also think I also think just defensive wise, we get like at least one turnover. I don't know. We used up a lot of turnovers in the UNLV game. I know. <laughs> we do. Do you count pump locks as turnovers? Yeah. No, that's not a turnover. I mean, it's that's a defensive slash special team stop. Sure, but that's not a turnover. We used up a lot of those turnovers happen on first to third down. Also, can we talk about, like, what the fuck was UNLV doing? Yeah. Like, that twice, they were just like, hey, Isaiah Foskey, just run right up the middle. Yeah, two punt blocks by the same guy. Yeah, like, that makes, like, um, like, that. that's just, like, legit, like, you're just gonna fucking run directly up the middle. I'm gonna say it again. I know that we've talked about it on here before. Brian Mason was the most elite hire on this coaching staff in this offseason. He okay. has been the only coach that week after week has earned his paycheck. I love him. Sure. 100%. But, like, against UNLV, I mean, like, fucking I could have called that play. Right. But at least we have people returning punts now. Sure. Like, the bar was low. But he not only jumped over that bar, he, like, pole vaulted over that bar. Sure. I'm fully convinced, though, that the UNLV special teams coach was just asleep. (laughs) Like, dude, we lined up in punt block formation twice. And they didn't line up in, like, the countermeasure either time. They were just like, well, fuck it. We'll see what happens. Yep. Which is a wild move <laughs> they went in there Leroy they were like they they were like <laughs> they're bluffing <laughs> and then the first time and then it was like oh holy shit they weren't bluffing and then the second time it was like well they gotta be bluffing yeah. this time nope and then like, nope Isaiah Voss he's coming right for you I would have loved to be like just like on the sideline when like he comes back the second time like they didn't block me again <laughs> like what the fuck man untouched second just time in running a row. straight at this guy Imagine being the punter for UNLV. Like, the first, the first time, the first time you're like, ah, shit, like shit happens. Second time you're like, motherfucker, this guy's coming at me again. There, there was one. I don't remember if it was the first or the second one, but there was one where Isaiah Foskey, and it would have been the sickest play in all of football, could have just grabbed the ball out of the air. Like, oh yeah, he was running, and if he didn't dive at the punter, he literally could have just snagged the ball and kept going. And I've never seen that done, but that would have been elite. Dude, that would that would have been like as cool as JOK intercepting the uh, the pitch. Yes, like yes. that would have been that cool. Yeah, I maybe that even was cooler. Paul Moala. Paul Moala did too, but oh no no JOK hit the dude in the backfield like yeah. that quick. Yeah yeah, but like that that would have been like up there on that level. Yeah, of cool. That would have been elite. That's sick. Um, so I don't even have a score prediction. Forty one ten. Fucking eventually it's going to happen, dude. <laughs> All right. Wrapping up episode 201 here with some random stories, dumb thoughts. I have two. I have one. Okay. Knock it out. All right. So I think I might have like a revolutionary uh, food tactic, I guess you could call it. Okay. Mine so, are both food related too, so nice, this is nice. Nice. We're talking a lot of food today. Yeah. Uh, 
when you have a taco or a burrito, okay, and you want guacamole, mm-hmm. it should be the first thing that goes on that burrito. Well, I agree. You do need some sort of binding agent at the bottom, and my preference is refried beans. No, 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 no. I'm not even saying that. I'm saying from the distribution point. Because when you put guac on the top, a lot of times you like spoonful it and you slap it on there. And then you just get one heap of guac right in the middle of your burrito. Oh, then I'm going to have to disagree. I I think the guac guac needs to go in the middle. I just want guac all the way through my burrito. Yeah, but you can't have guac as your base layer because then it gets stuck to the bottom. What do you mean? Like I'm thinking of a Chipotle burrito bowl. Yeah. If they no, put- no, 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 no. I didn't say bowl. I said taco or burrito. So it's going on the shell. On the tortilla. I don't a bowl. A bowl. It should not go to the bottom. Okay. I'm saying like when I have a taco or burrito, the first thing that should go down is the guacamole. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying with the refried beans. It's the same like consistency texture. And it kind of holds everything in place, but you get that bite with every... Yeah. You get yeah. that flavor in every bite. Yeah, of, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. But I'm saying specifically with guacamole, because I feel like guacamole is a little bit more uh, mainstream <laughs> than refried beans, you fucking loser. <laughs> they're so good. I know they're good, but nobody fucking has them at, like, Chipotle. I but, like, agree, when though. you have anything I with agree. the tortilla, the first thing that should go down is the guacamole. Yes. Because then you get it, like you said, with every bite. Plus, too, like and I like, said, dude, binding agent, it keeps the rice in place a little bit. Yeah. But also, like, if I get, like, a, if I'm from getting from Chipotle and I get a fucking scoop of guac right in the middle, I'm just getting, like, a fucking punch in the face of guac right as I get to the middle of my burrito. You're getting smacked with an avocado. Yeah, and then I get nothing at the top and nothing at the bottom. Right. Like, it's just tough, dude. Yep. I, 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 I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, dude, this might be genius. Like I might be a fucking... I might revolutionize the game. There you go. Um, okay, my two, as I mentioned, both food-related. I know you were calling me a loser for liking refried beans, but I got... I'm not calling you a loser, but I'm talking... In context of me saying guacamole and chipotle, and you're bringing up refried beans, they don't even serve them, so <laughs> fuck you for that. Well, I'm giving out two Miller Lights to what I'm calling forgotten snacks that still hit. Uh, the cheese ritz cracker sandwich things oh dude those are those slap those are so good yeah and they are like i love peanut butter but they're significantly better than the peanut butter filled ones true facts the cheese ones elite second one i feel like this might be a controversial opinion because i don't know a whole lot of people that actually like these but i had them for the first time this past week in a very long time uh, Fig Newtons. Can I be honest with you? Yeah. I don't know if I've ever had one. They are good. I don't know what... What's even in them? Figs? Newtons? <laughs> Newtons? <laughs> I don't know, Fuck. dude. It's like a... It's like a... Graham cracker type crust. But it's... Hmm. How do I describe this? Is it like a Nutri-Grain bar? Yeah, but cut into bite-sized pieces. Right, that's fair. I fuck with Nutri-Grain bars hard. So, dude, Fig Newtons, underappreciated. Nutri-Grain 
bars need a rebrand too. Because as a kid, I was like, dude, Nutrigrain? Fuck that. But then you have one? Yeah, all right. I'll fuck with those. Also, can we get Nature Valley bars to not have so many crumbs? Nah, dude. I think you sign up for it. Like, at that point, I would just rather eat granola. Than eat granola. Nutri Valley bars do kind of slap, though. You like what? them? What was that? Nutri Valley? Are we talking oh, Nature Valley Nature or Nutri Grains? Nature, oh, Valley. Nature Valley. Nature Valley? Nature Valley. Yeah, like those the, are good. They're yeah. both good. Yeah. I'm just saying, they got too many crumbs. I think if you know how to eat them, they're not that bad. Yeah. All you right. gotta break them off into pieces. True, true, true. Facts, 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 facts. Facts, facts. <laughs> okay. Uh, last question for you, Jack, and for the listeners. You're making a burger at home. Okay. I want to know, like, not only do I want to know what you or what the listeners do, but I want to know the, like, actual psychological difference between these two. Say you're putting on ketchup or mustard or whatever you got, right? Do you put that... So you got your bottom bun, burger, are stacked together, mm-hmm. and then you have your top bun on like the other side of the plate. Mm-hmm. Are you putting the... On the burger. Yeah. Are you putting it on the burger yeah. or on the top of the bun? No, on the burger. On the top side of the bun. On the burger. It's always on the burger. See? That's why I want to know what the what the actual psychology is behind that. Because I switch it up. I I mean, like, I'm not going to judge you if you don't. Like, if you if you go on the pond. But I'll ask you. Like, what's up with that? Yeah. And I never thought about it until this week. And now that's all I can think about. Yeah, no. I'm always going, I'm always going on the burger. I'm never going to switch it up. Sometimes I go on the top side, of, on the top bun... Especially if I have pickles, because sometimes if I put the pickles down first and then that's the toppings, fair. then the then the toppings slide off with the pickles. That's that's fair. I think pickles might be the X factor. Could be. But I mean, like like I said, not gonna judge you for it, but I will ask you. Yeah, what's yeah, up yeah. with that? Fair, fair. Because even though it doesn't stay on there for long before you smash it in together, I think it seeps into the bun a little bit, it makes it a little bit soggy. Probably doesn't, but that's what I think. <laughs> so I'm an idiot. I know that, but I think that. Fair. All right. Let us know. I I, I actually do really want to know how do people dress their burgers. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> all right. That is where we are wrapping up Shed Some Light episode 201. Thank you all for listening. We will be back the next time that we record. So hope everyone has a fantastic weekend. Give us that five-star rating and review. Help us spread the word of Shed Some Light. And in the meantime, keep them cold. Keep them cold, everyone.